This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, guys, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we're FNA Van Life. Today, we have some very special guests on the show. We have Chris and Marianne from Tread the Globe. But before we get into that, we're going to give you an update from the road. And honestly, I just want to like tell you guys who we are again for all the new people that are here. So I'm Frankie. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I did live in Florida for a little while, and I wanted to get into something different in my life, which was travel. And that's why we, you know, I was thinking about living in a van and traveling, and hitting all these different mountains, snowboarding. And I'm um, Alex, and I grew up just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I was living in New York at the time that Frankie and I met and was kind of done with the city. It was so overwhelming. I was having panic attacks every day. It was just, you know, not the vibe that I wanted, and I was ready to leave and explore something new. And Frankie kind of came up with this idea of you know, traveling on the road full time and living in a vehicle. And it was like, heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to found such a lovely lady that wanted to do something like this with me. And honestly, all my dreams have came true since we've gotten in the van. And I, I would like to think that Alex feels the same way too. Absolutely. But we're still setting goals and we're still dreaming as we go, which is Correct. very exciting. We've yeah. got lots of new adventures coming up. One thing that's truly great about when we were on our adventures in the beginning, uh, once we got done with the mountains and COVID happened, we actually wound up being in Brookings, Oregon, and we found our puppy Paco. Yeah, and he's been a great travel companion for us. We absolutely love having him around. He's currently sitting in the front seat just basking in the sun. Especially the fact that we're in a spot where it's about 40 degrees outside right now, 40 to 50 degrees. He loves chilling in the sun right now. He's just panting away because he's loving it so much. He looks so hot. He does, but he loves it. He's staying up there. Um, Right now we are at June Mountain, uh, which is right near Mammoth Lakes. But it's uh, ju- right next to June Lake, actually. and it is In a, California. Yeah, in California. It's a really beautiful, cool mountain that is actually a bit more quiet than, you know, the mam- the big old Mammoth Mountain there that they got, which is an incredible mountain as well. But uh, it, is su- it is Saturday right before the Super Bowl, and we wanted to come to a place where... Is possibly not as many cra- like not as much of a crowd. Yeah, but if you look at the lift line, it's still it's pretty crowded. Yeah, <laughs> so I think Frankie, we're hanging out right now with the Garden Bells. So Joe and Lauren Garden Bell, and also Nick. What's his Instagram? Uh, Nick's Instagram is I don't have my phone. I don't know if Nick I'm, it's, I think it's a, Yeah, I think it's his name, Nick Nobrega. Yeah, so it's been really great to kind of caravan with them for the last couple of days. We've been eating good food and having good laughs and just like enjoying each other's company. The guys went snowboarding yesterday. I think I'm gonna hang back again today while they go snowboarding again yeah. and just like look at the mountain and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not the best conditions. Alex is the type of snowboarder that when it's dropping pow, she's ready to go. But when it's not, she's more like, I'm good. I'll just hang out and do my thing. Yoga it up, you know, whatever, do a workout. I'll probably finish this podcast She'll and finish get this it uploaded for you guys. Yep, yep. So, you know, it takes a team. I'll be out there filming. So if you guys do want to see more snowboard and winter related stuff to van life, um, that's what we're doing right now while we're here. And if you didn't see our Instagram or YouTube last week, we did just get engaged, which is very exciting. We did that in Kauai, in Hawaii. So if you also want to see what Hawaii kind of has to offer, at least the island of Kauai, which is known as the Garden Island. It's absolutely gorgeous there. Uh, We did put our top five things that we did when we were there. Uh, up on YouTube as well. And the proposal. So if you want to shed a couple tears and get all emotional and, you know. I, uh, I got to say it was quite beautiful. It was very beautiful. He picked the right spot. My parents were there to be able to kind of watch and be part of the special moment, which was really beautiful. The question is, two weeks later, are you still happy? You know, if I wasn't, I probably shouldn't have said yes. <laughs> I'm just messing. I, I thought that was a, a funny question. 
But yeah, so we're going to talk with Tread the Globe. They're actually on their way to the United States right now. They've been traveling through the uh, European countries. Yeah, like, well, they did a couple... I mean, they'll get into it. They've we'll done some backpacking. It. They've been traveling in their van, Trudy, and now they're excited. But most recently, they in were in Europe, Europe and Turkey. Yeah, they were in correct. Turkey for mm-hmm. the last, like, 18 months. But now they're back in the UK getting ready to come to the United States. So they're ready to explore where we've been exploring for the last two years. What I find super unique about this podcast is we get to know a lot more about travel, you know, outside of our country, which is... I, I think what everybody kind of wants to hear, like we want to hear the stories of, of, you know, what it was like for them, because normally on the news, we get that information where they're like, don't leave, you know, and don't go anywhere else type of feeling. So we, we love talking to people like this, gain an experience through them. So that way, one day when we do it, we know that we could feel comfortable. And the experience of them, you know, on their way to America and all the stuff people are telling them, don't come to America. It's so dangerous. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting to get this perspective from the other side of the globe. So let's get into this podcast with Tread the Globe. So, yeah, we're Chris and Marianne uh, from the channel Tread the Globe. We've been traveling uh, full time in our van since 2018. And uh, we kind of had a midlife crisis of epic proportion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We had the good jobs, the perfect lifestyle, three kids. They've grown up. They've left home. The house was paid off. Good jobs. And one day, you know, we kind of looked at each other. Marianne's best friend had kidney failure, and she actually donated her friend a kidney. Who does that, right? And then one of my friends... Exactly. Well, you've got two, and I only needed one, so I, I, was, I considered it a spare anyway. And then we lost a couple of friends, like in their mid forties, yeah. and it makes you realise that you know we always think we're going to live forever, you know, but tomorrow you never know what's going to happen. And so we were like, do you know what? I'm just going to quit my job and sell everything and buy a van, and we're just going to travel. And our family thought we'd gone completely insane, to be fair. But barking <laughs> mad. The I rest think. is history. Yeah, the rest is history. And we start. We yeah. We 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 started in uh, March 2018. We did. We did indeed. And uh, it was the best decision we've ever made. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So where did this idea of going to 197 countries come from? I think. I think it's very easy to go back to the same destination. When you find a holiday destination Mm -hmm. that you love, the people there are wonderful, the food's good. Um, You feel like it's like your second home when you have a holiday. And we realized that it would be very easy for us to spend all our time revisiting the countries that we loved and not actually pushing ourselves and sharing countries that don't necessarily get a good rap um, in the media. So um, I think one of the first places we went that was a little bit more unusual, we had a friend, uh, because we used to have a pub in England. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, honestly, fabulous, fabulous pub. And uh, one of our punters, as we like to call them over here, um, actually had spent a lot of time in Costa Rica. And he said, I've got friends and family over there. You should come. And now you're not working. Do it. So we did. And we ended up visiting every country in Central America, backpacking for five months. It was wow. fabulous. Yeah, it? because it's, it's, when you when you start traveling, you know, you, we started the YouTube channel and uh, um, because our son told us to. Yes. And Ooh. it was like, I've never picked up a camera before in my life. And I'm like, OK, let's buy a GoPro and see what happens. And uh, the rest is kind of history. But. When you're living, we were living off the rental of our house before we earned any money off YouTube or anything. And it was like, we got such a tight budget that to buy the flights to go to Central America, we couldn't go for a week or a few weeks. We had to go, stay for five months. So because to justify spending that much money, which is why we spent one of the reasons why we spent so much time. But Central America was one of those surprising places because. You know, you Google it and it's just like all about gangs and just like, you know, don't go to El Salvador. And like, you know, and and we had a, I I loved El Salvador. I had a really good time there. Yeah. In fact, that was our first experience in a hostel in bunk beds (laughs) in a mixed dorm. And I'm pleased to say I didn't break anything when I fell out of bed at three in the morning. 
Yay! Oh, I woke the entire dorm up. The people in the room downstairs came running upstairs because Granny had fallen out of bed and probably busted oh, hip. No. It was hilarious. And there was me trying to act all cool. And I was like, it's all right. I don't think I've popped my hip. It was hilarious. Yeah, we, were def- yeah. we were definitely the oldest people in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, it was but it so was, funny. It was fun. We're yeah, reliving our youth. It was hilarious. So when you guys were traveling through uh, Central America, you were doing it via hostel and probably bus rides or taxis, yes. I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah, because because we, we kind of like, the, the can we visit every country in the world, you know, when we kind of pushed ourselves to do that, we sort of said in the van, which is our home, or with a backpack. Um, and so Central America was a backpacking, a backpacking trip. But the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the crazy trip that we've been, we've been doing you know the driving around the world thing that that all started in ireland we 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 first went to ireland i branded the van and on the side of the van it's like we quit our jobs to travel the world and everything and everyone's like so where have you been and we're like this is the first country and then they go oh and it's kind of like so we were in the pub being plowed far too much uh guinness by the locals and then uh, this this young couple were going so so what's what's the big adventure what are you going to do and that's when it came up that we said, do you know, we're going to drive around the world because yeah. that's what they thought we were doing from the van. Yeah. So we said, let's do it. And we stick to our words. So, yeah, that's 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 why we set off to do to do. So that realistically, it's the Irish pub people that push you to set this goal for yourself and a lot yeah. of alcohol that that made this all happen. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> Guinness should come with a warning of extreme adventure goals are set. Especially was, Irish pubs. Oh Irish pubs. In fact, we made. Wild. We we spent three months doing the entire coastal road of Ireland, which I would recommend to anyone. Mm. Irish people have got the biggest hearts and souls. They love storytelling, and obviously that's what we do. And um, the video that we did after we left Ireland, we actually branded it like "Warning: You need to know this." And it the, basically is a warning that you will be adopted, fed, <laughs> taken in, ploughed with alcohol, loved, hugged, and possibly even married by the end of a you trip. You don't want to leave, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. It was lovely. It's still one of our best performing videos. Yeah. Actually. It's just yeah. one of our best performing <laughs> adventures. I absolutely loved Ireland. In yeah, fact, I cried like when it, we left. It, it seems <laughs> yeah. like it crossed over not only for your adventure, but also for the videos as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really, it was really, really cool. Really cool. So where did this idea of the van come about? So even before the countries, like you're backpacking through Central America and then you come back to the UK and then were you kind of just like travel lusting still or, you know, figuring out like how did you, you come yeah. into van life? Well, we decided to make, um, you know, obviously our family thought we were crazy you know, we've worked for 30 years, you've got the house, you've got the jobs, you've had, you know, the dogs, the picket fence, you've had it all. What on earth possesses you to do this? And so we had to prove them wrong. We had to make this sustainable. So my my background, Chris's background is very much nice hotels and things like that. But my background, my dad, we all went camping. We all had, uh, my dad had camper vans, whether it was a two berth or a, an old VW or a Kentucky like six berth ones with canoes and bikes. And so we always, always had vans in our family. And in fact, the van that we have now, which is Trudy, a uh, 17 year old Fiat Ducato Adria twin conversion is exactly the same model as the last van my dad had. And um, so it was, for me, it was like just going home. It was funny, actually, because when we sold everything in the house, which took a year, by the way, and then rented the house out, Marianne was like, I have to have a front door. So that's why we bought the van. It was like, so that if we came back to the UK, if we were backpacking or whatever, that we moved back into the van. The van was the house. Yeah, I needed a home. Um, But yeah, we we did Ireland and Europe for sort of probably six months. Then we went backpacking and then we came back to plan for the... For the world trip and I have a sister who has a, like a heart of gold and she always looks after Trudy and um because our van's called Trudy Trudy the Tread van and uh yeah <laughs> she always looks after her when we're backpacking so if we go to an island or a place that we can't take Trudy uh, then we pick up our backpack but this trip is taking us over the pond to stateside Woo-hoo! I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to your feeling of like needing a front door and needing a home yes. base. 
Because I think the greatest thing about van life over backpacking or things like that is that you do have your home and your comfort and like no matter which random parking lot or view or whatever it is, you can come in and you're home. You know, I think that people don't like get that like your house is a van. Like how can you show like your space? it's, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because when we go to family or friends' place in the van, you're like the perfect guest because you bring your bed with you, right? They don't have to tidy up after you. And we pull up and they're like, oh, we've made up the spare room. And you're like, no, no, it's okay. We've got the van. You can't sleep in the van. You've got to come into the house. And they think it's a, a judgment. A judgment. Or you, you, they think yeah. you're being hard done by. And it's like, no, it's our home. Yeah. You, you close those blinds, so you make it, it's all homely. You could be it's anywhere not, in the world and it's your. It's still the same, it's your home. In fact, when we had the first lockdown, uh, obviously what, what during the traveling during the pandemic, we um, we ended up in a car park in Old Town, Istanbul, um, when the first lockdown happened. So it was the complete zombie apocalypse. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our van life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. We were in a country, we didn't speak the language, we had no idea what was happening. We were watching online news that was telling us that, you know, we needed to get home, we needed to get, you know, what are you doing? Just abandon your, wherever you are and fly home. And Chris and I kept looking at each other and go, but we are home. (laughs) We we actually are home, we're in our home, we don't have a home. And our friends were saying, just go home to your mum and dad. And it's like, but we We are are the mum and dad. dad. (laughs) Our kids can't move in with us because we live in a van. So it became wild and we ended up spending 95 days in a car park in Istanbul and we loved it it's amazing can you tell us more about the whole COVID in another country and like and then traveling since then because obviously you guys have been traveling since 2018 I think you said right yeah so like how has it changed how is it different obviously you know two years ago to now is very different even you know when it first zombie apocalypse stage to like (laughs) now is you know different things are moving but it's still you know, there's that little bit extra of a challenge associated with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, when we set off to physically drive around the, the, the planet, it was January 2020, and they just announced the sort of first case in Wuhan. And uh, it was on the other side of the world. Nobody, you know, thought anything of it. And uh, it was all good. We drove through Europe. We drove through northern Italy, which ended up being like the hot spot. We drove all the way down, you know, towards Turkey. And uh, we crossed into North Macedonia and they were like, which route did you take? And as soon as we said Northern Italy, they like closed the windows and these guys in white suits came out. And we were like, no, no, this was like months ago. And they're like, oh, it's okay. And uh, but it was strange because we, yeah, we got into, we got into, into Turkey and then the borders closed. We only actually planned three days filming in Istanbul and three weeks, um, in Turkey, driving along the Black Sea into Georgia before we went into Russia. And uh, when the borders closed, I think we spent 18 months in Turkey in total and 95 days in the car park in Istanbul. But it was it was an interesting thing because we did go into Georgia and like still travel during during the COVID. But you just got to go with the local, you know, the local um, information. information. I mean, we did when when the Delta variant came out. Um, we had to do, because in Turkey, your foreign driving license is only valid for six months. And every six months, you've got to leave the country and come back in. Your vehicle could stay there two years, but your driving license is only six months. So we had to do a run to Bulgaria, uh, to... Um, Georgia or Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Yeah. We went to Bulgaria. And they just announced mm-hmm. that, you know, there was this new variant in the UK. So we left Turkey, crossed the border to drive straight back in. And they saw the UK plate and the UK passport and they're like, no, you can't come back in because, you know, and you're always faced with challenges like that because, you know, there's a blanket rule on everything. I mean, they let us in, but it just took a couple of hours of talking about it. Um, So, yeah, it's been Mm -hmm. it has been a challenge. There was a lot of research that we had to do to uh, prepare for um, an overland experience of such enormity. But, yes, you're absolutely right that 
this whole situation has scuppered everything. You can't, before you could sort of like ask a forum, but literally nobody knows what's happening. Um, borders change daily, the regulations and yeah. rules. Um, so you just have to be really flexible. In fact, something we learned, we've been married for like 26 years, but something <laughs> that we learned about ourselves during this 95 days in a car park is not only are we really good problem solvers but we're super flexible we're really kind and polite to each other but living in a big house and spending so much time apart from each other at work you don't know these things and actually yeah we're quite cool yeah we get we still get on we're still talking after all that time and the thing but i think the biggest thing about you know to answer your question about the travel thing is Mm -hmm. the the borders closing was the biggest problem to us yes because we we planned with the visas and the weather we were going to drive around the world in 20 months 20 countries in 20 months and and we just got to the we got as far as Georgia, we got right down to the Syrian, Iraqi, Iranian borders, Azerbaijan. We just couldn't get further east and we couldn't get into Russia because it was all still shut down. You know? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is where yeah. we're coming Anybody- to visit you. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear you because it's pretty open here in the sense of like uh, state to state travel. There the state laws are a little bit different in certain places, like a little bit more regulated a little bit more locked down, you know, so you'll see that once you come here, but it's kind of amazing. Anybody who was doing any type of travel during the year when everything began, um, any idea of like traveling, like we had 71 mountains that we were doing in a single snowboard season. So we, we actually technically was 83, but we wound up only getting the 71 of them before the pandemic ended it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were trying to figure out a way, how do we finish them? But then we couldn't even get into Canada. So it was like, yeah. there's no way we could possibly finish them. So I think anybody and everybody who had like these goals, like 20, 20 and 20 for you guys. Mm-hmm. And for us was the, the, the 83 mountains, every 83. single epic and icon mountain in North America. And well, and then we also were planning on going all the way to Alaska and then all the way to Panama and then being back in Florida by Thanksgiving. Yeah, which was a, a vi- very big stretch now that we mm-hmm. look at it. But, you know, it was there was these goals that we had this opportunity for us to do this. And for us, it was almost like a blessing in disguise because um, that's what eventually created FNA Van Life. And we, it also got us to slow down a little bit more yeah. mm-hmm. because I think maybe you guys can relate to this, but trying to get to this lofty goal of doing, you know, a certain number and a certain amount of time, it can be kind of stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they first get on the road, they're like, we need to get to every state or we need to go to all these places, every national park, blah, 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 blah. And then it's just not as much fun, you know? Yeah. So do you think that that's been maybe one of the benefits of the pandemic for you guys is that it's we, forced yeah. you to like sit back and enjoy? We can totally relate. In fact, when we first started and we set ourselves the goal of visiting every country, now we've actually changed it to we're going to visit every country we can until we die or die trying <laughs> to visit those countries. Because ultimately, you you have to be kinder to yourself. It's so hard um, if you're trying to have a full-time job because as content creators, you know, I quit my job to travel the world and I actually work harder now than I've ever worked. I'm hoping my old boss didn't ever didn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is literally, I've never worked so hard in my life um, and traveling and doing the usual chores um, that you do, but we love it. But I think it's, it's a balance, isn't it, between how fast do you travel to see lots of places and, and how much time do you spend in a place to yeah. really like embrace it or get to lo- know people that live there and understand it a bit. So it's, it's, it's a constant battle. You know, some people say, oh, you drive too fast. And some people say, you know, you, you, you don't, you know, the opposite. But Turkey, definitely. I mean, 18 months in Turkey. Wow. I mean, we've seen like more of Turkey than I would say most Turkish people, as they keep telling us. <laughs> Well, it's true. I think that a lot of people never kind of explore their own backyards. Like you go on holiday and you go to a foreign place or you want to get a different experience. And, you know, you don't even explore like 300 miles from your house. Yeah. You know, like so. I I think that's what makes van life so scary to a lot of people, too, or just nomadic living or travel. Um, Because of the simple fact that a lot of people are scared to go that far outside their comfort zone of their own home. So now van life, living in an actual van that's built out as a home, like you have all the amenities of a home. But it's scary because it's like 
the the main question and the main key that we used to always get was like, what about security? You know, and you're like, mm. you could lock your doors at night. Like, you know, it's if you're in yeah. there, so you know, most likely the person that tries to do something is going to run away if they find out that if they realize that you're in there. So, you know, Absolutely. the safety aspect has been pretty easy, you know, in, in the general mm. sense of like our home compared to a stationary home. But so now yeah, you guys are coming to the big, bad United States where it's going to be so dangerous for you to travel. So do you it's guys okay. have any specific security no. things? I got my gun. I mean, security-wise, security you know, um, first of all, I've got Marianne. Yay! But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, security, like van security, you know, a lot of people even, you know, they say the same thing to us, you know, it's scary. But, you know, first of all, I'd like to say that all of the best times in your life are beyond your fears, aren't they? You know, if you play life safe, you never really... And those memories that you have, the, those good stories you tell around the campfire are always the crazy times, right? You know? Um, but security... I mean, security-wise... We've never, ever had a problem. We've never had a problem. We've never felt in danger. And, you know, you trust your instincts. If you park somewhere and you feel a bit uncomfortable, you just move. And that's the beauty of van life, you can. But we, we tend to do things like... You know, we will park in a spot facing out. So if anything happens in the night, you can drive straight out. You know, we keep the keys next to us. You know, I mean, there's just basic things, you know. But, I mean, we've been on the road now since 2018, you know, uh, between the backpack and the van. Never, you know, in even in Turkey, for example, the, the Turkish people will say, don't go to the east of Turkey, it's really dangerous, you know. And when you're there, no trouble, no trouble. The funny you know? part is the east of Turkey says the same thing about the west of Turkey, right? Absolutely exactly. right. And Absolutely every country right. coming through Central America, we're in Costa Rica, they go, oh, don't go, don't go to Nicaragua, you're going to get robbed. And then Nicaragua says, don't go to Honduras. And then Honduras yeah. says, don't go to El Salvador. And it's a yeah. chain reaction. Unfortunately, I think over time, we've been kind of like brainwashed by our own countries to not go to other countries. You know, they, they definitely want to keep the wealth in one place. So the best way to do it is to say, don't go, right? Uh, or only play news that is based on the the scary parts of these places you know it, it's funny because my my family has never traveled really outside of the united states but yet they were the first ones to say to us don't go to mexico and i'm like have you ever even been there and then the, you know the first thing is like no but i heard on the news you're like yeah. all right until you experience it don't actually tell me anything you have all that <laughs> You it's know, true. Yeah. yeah. When we went to El Salvador, we had a lot of people concerned for our safety. But what we said to them is, Chris and I both met, we were living in London. There are places in London I wouldn't go at night um, because it's dangerous. And and that's just the odds of a city. You know, there's danger in every place in, you know, in every city in the world. It's just the ratio of numbers of people. Well, I, th I think it's natural. You, you get like a your brain makes an impression of something, doesn't it, based on the information it's got, you know. And, you know, people see the news and they always, you know, crazy news sells sells better than happy news, you know. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's why that's why a lot of people are fearful about stepping out of their comfort zone. I absolutely love what we do. Um, we have a really positive channel. And one of the things we try and do is we meet and connect with local people and and actually meet characters, real people who make honey or grow lavender. Or... We gate crashed a funeral. We gate crashed a funeral actually. completely <laughs> accidentally. We didn't mean to. Um, we were literally um, about, I don't know, about six kilometres from the Syrian border, driving down this little country lane. And we came through this town and we came around a corner and there was like 150 people just stood in the road. And I was like, what is going on? So I got out of the van and I just went over and I was like, hi, I'm Marianne. Um, how are you in my best Turkish? And uh, all of a sudden these people came over with food and started giving us food and drinks. And we were actually doing a road trip with some friends of ours who had come over to meet us. And they explained that, you know, somebody had died and they were having a funeral and that the road ahead was actually closed. But this guy who spoke French and I speak French, so we're having a conversation in Turkey by the Syrian border in French and uh, bizarre. And he said to me, I know it was wild. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, oh, I've, I've 
I've got to bury my uncle, but once the funeral's over, I'll show you a shortcut back to the main road because the road ahead is blocked. So we then got invited to sit at this and wait at this funeral. And once he was buried, we were all given food and drink, and then we all went in convoy through this village. Followed random strangers now, across fields. And- how wild <laughs> is that? And that will be one of the best camp stories. We will dine out on that story forever. <laughs> Oh yeah, and what's amazing about that is the respect across yes. the like the level of respect all the way across. You know, if you lead with respect and you come there with positivity, it, even in yeah. a negative moment, somebody just passed, mm-hmm. right? You have mm-hmm. this this positive, you know, outlook or this positive um, outcome, I should say. You know, yeah. in this situation that could have been the complete opposite. Like if if you were imagine negative, you rolled up and started honking like, your horn and like yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Correct. But yeah, genuinely, yeah, I, fu- so. I, fu- I found that you know, if you if you you can see a bunch of guys and they're all looking serious and menacing, as soon as you smile and say "maraba" or in Central America, "Hola, amigos," you know, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. you know, you're so crazy, this crazy English man. They just laugh, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. and it really, really does work. Yeah, a smile well, like is you know international. I was just about to say, yeah, a smile changes, you know, a smile could change the world, you know, and that, yeah, that's absolutely. the true saying. Like if somebody sees you smiling, you could brighten their day. And I think that's the, that's what we kind of do is when we're traveling on our channel, we, we lend a smile to other people so that way they could possibly take that smile on and lend it yeah. to somebody else, you know? Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> So let me ask you about this. So uh, oftentimes people are very curious about making money on the road and how to sustain your travels. And I feel like as of late, like everybody who gets into van life is like, we should start a YouTube channel. And so, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how much work Mm -hmm. that is. And, you know, how is that for you guys managing the YouTube channel? Is that like your primary source of income as you're doing these adventures? And like, what do you see kind of for the future of like growing that or changing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like originally when we st- when we started traveling, obviously we had the rental from the house. So we're an age, you know, we're of an age. We got the house as a, as a bit of a backup. Doesn't give you mega money, but it enables you to get started. Um, the YouTube channel to get that monetization on YouTube, you know, it takes forever as a new channel. You know, um, as you know, trying to put videos and get views and get monetized is a, is a real challenge. Um, but sticking with it and, you know, persevering, always finding ways that you can improve your content. You know, anybody, anybody has the potential to earn money from YouTube. It's, it's, it's how much time and dedication and learning you're prepared to do, you know, because it's easy to say, yeah, that video is good. But every, every time we look back at an old video, we're like, that's terrible. How do we put that out? Because because you get better. Um, but but at the moment, to answer your question, yeah, YouTube YouTube now um, gives us a, an income through the ad revenue that that enables us to keep traveling. Uh, we also sell merchandise on our shop, uh, which which gets a little bit more. We have Patreon. Um, we also get sponsorship deals. You know, for us. You know, we get emails probably the same as you guys. You get lots of emails saying, can we put an ad on your video? And, you know, 99.9% of the time, actually, we say no, um, unless we know the product or we really want to use it because we don't want to turn into an advert channel. But sometimes you're lucky enough that a company you like or respect or you've had the product reaches out and you're like, yeah, actually, I'd love to work with you. And, you know, and they'll pay you to put that advert in. So you know, it is it is possible. Anybody can do it. It's it's just the time and the dedication. And I think anybody that thinks they can just start a YouTube channel and like just like straight away earn money and everything, it's not like that in reality, no, is not, it? it? You is know, it's a, it's a hard game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just like you guys in the sense of we get a lot of advertisements reaching out or people that want sponsorship or want to sponsor us, I should say, and we deny a lot of them just because they're not a product that is even just for our industry or something that we could stand behind. So a lot of them, we just, we either say, no, sorry, we won't be working with you. Or, you know, when you come up with a product that, you know, we would enjoy and it would be useful in our lifestyle because we can only hold so many things in our van, you know? Mm, So it has to be something that everybody else in this type of lifestyle could utilize. 
Yeah, yeah and, and I think I, I think we spend so much time, you know, like engaging with our communities and building, you know, that rapport with our followers and subscribers. And, you know, they they, they trust us as content creators on, on products that we're recommending. Yeah. And we have a responsibility to only recommend them good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult yeah. too because you're you know you have these companies reaching out and and you want you want to help them out but you're just like I'm sorry I can't you know yeah yeah for sure yeah I've I'm really excited we've um with with the shipping and with everything else we we were really had long discussions about financing and how we do it and should we take on more work and is there any other ways but we've realized that being able to produce quality content if it means we have to slow down a bit or put less videos out but just to make better quality ones then actually that's really important to us because um I don't know whether Chris mentioned this but it was actually our eldest son was going to go and work in Australia with his partner they they got a two year visa and he actually turned around to us and said, when you go off traveling, can you make videos? So we we had no idea that you could make an income. We had no idea that this was going to happen. We were literally making home movies for our children. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how we, that's and how we started. our parents, you know, we've got elderly parents. My dad's always been a big traveler. Your parents have traveled extensively. But we were making home movies. But, but they're so bad. You go back to the old videos. They're so bad. <laughs> they are terrible. I love it. Any 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 content creator, just go yeah. back to their first five videos and you'll it. laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love it. It's it's history, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know? we actually had a friend say, "Do yeah, you they... think you should take them down now because they're really <laughs> really bad?" And I was like, "I love them." No, I love them. They're like our oh. own family holiday movies, aren't they? It was more like a comedy show. It was a comedy sketch. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and two, it shows other potential content creators that like you're not going to be a hundred percent amazing out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like often we do like judge ourselves against people's where they are now instead of where they started. Right. So you guys probably have, you know, thousands of hours behind the editing computer and, you know, filming and all this stuff. And so, you know, even you just film a little bit smarter so that you can edit a little bit smarter. And like, you know, every video that you get is hopefully a little bit better than the last video. Mm -hmm. But if you take down all of the old crappy videos, then people just say, oh, well, you know, if Marianne and Chris were that good from day one, we could never get there. Don't you you think when you made your first video, you thought it was really good? In the vet, when you're first putting it up, you're like, "Oh, this is great," and then you put it up, and then maybe about like a week later, when you watch it again, you're like, "This is not that great." Exactly. Like five views, and you're like, "Oh, I thought everybody would love this. Like, why didn't I go viral yet?" And then, like, when you get, you know, a year in, two years in, you you look back at them and you go, you know, it's humbling. It's and it really shows the the amount of work that you put into it to become such a great creator at a certain point. And like, you know, even two years from now, you're going to look back now and be like, wow, I'm glad we made these changes, you know, but it's always great to actually look back at it and say, man, this is where we came from. You know, But that's, but that's why, that's why you'll be successful because the fact that you say you'll look back and, 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 you know, in a year or six months or whatever and say, oh, that video, that means you're constantly improving. You're constantly yeah. trying to learn, yeah. you know, and some content creators put, put content out there. Um, they think it's good. They'll never, they'll never try and research new techniques or new yeah. this and new that. And you have to, it's a learning curve. And I don't think you'll ever learn it all. You just constantly try and evolve, you know. Yeah, but being a YouTuber or a content creator um, is no different to any other job. Exactly. If you start, a, you know, if you get a reception job in a in a hotel, it doesn't mean you can't be the general manager, but you have to work for it. They're not just going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You have to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. You have to train up. You have to work hard, put in the hours. It's no different to any other job. And uh, we didn't realize that. We were just making home movies. But now... <laughs> We work so hard and I'm so happy uh, to be able to share really lovely videos, which is still going to be crappy in about two years time. We'll look back and go, they're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. maybe. We're always evolving. At that time, when you're putting it up, it's the right video that you need to put out there for the right people to get the message and to help one, even if it helped one person, it's worth it. You know, I like to use the example, like, just like you were saying, my example is, you know, I became an air conditioning tech before this. And 
the first day on the job, I absolutely knew nothing. Six months into the job, I still kind of knew nothing. And then yeah. also one day it just like clicked and I knew yeah. how it at least worked. And then it took me another two years to even just get on my own, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing like how you evolve when you do something every day over and over until you really have a good understanding and no mechanic out there knows everything. They're learning every single day. There's always new equipment, new stuff, new everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you have to have the will and the drive to do that. Um, and it's it's great to meet other people that really want to work hard to improve and grow because it's so important. But it's complicated, you know, like every social media, they've got different formats and, you know, the Instagram film this way and reels this way. And then it's like, I can't use this content for that. And yeah, it, it gives you a headache. Yeah, our family actually <laughs> laugh at me in particular because... I didn't even have a Facebook page before we started Tread the Globe. And so now people are saying, what, what's your private page? And I'm like, I don't have one. <laughs> I, don't even, I didn't even know how to post. I was phoning the kids saying, how do I do this? Actually, we've, story we've, shared a a fo- we've shared a phone up until about two months ago. Yeah, we've only oh, ever had one phone. Uh, it's bizarre. So, yeah, our kids think that this is hilarious that we're – in fact, their girlfriends – because we have three sons, their girlfriends are like, oh, my God, it's so cool to meet your mum and dad. And our kids are like, really? It's just mum and dad. What, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> so, like so movie stars. <laughs> and they all love the van. All the girlfriends yeah, love our van. Sure. Yeah, Trudy's an ace. I love our girl. So I have to know, what was the breaking point that made you get a second phone? Well, actually, everybody kept asking for our phone number. Yeah, sponsorship and, deal. People and sponsorship deal. And, yeah. and we were like, we need a tread phone. Yeah. We need like the back mm. phone, you know. So yep. we bought one so that we could give it out to people more. You know, we've got one phone Willy that's like family and friends. And one we can just give out. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> we, we have a small confession. We keep forgetting to charge it and turn it off. I'm not very good with it. It's, so. it's the, <laughs> I haven't got in the habit yeah. of turning it on yet. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you're probably better off with the one phone anyway, because then you only have to manage one account. You only have to manage yeah. one thing, you know, like one but account across all platforms. If but- it falls in a lake, then you'll be glad you have the bat phone. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You exactly. see, there's logic there right there. <laughs> yeah. We're always, we're always like, we're very strategic people. So we're always thinking strategy. And that's, that's planning. it. Right there. Is it? That's it. Forward yeah, planning. Chris is the planner and I'm airy fairy. I'm literally like a kitten with a balloon. I just sort of go Marianne, through life. Like Marianne that. would like, she'd be like, let's drive around the world and let's just go. Let's just and I'm it. like, well, you can't just go. And she's like, well, why can't you just go? I'm like, why well, not? you need visas. Visas? Oh, oh yeah. And, okay. like, and, and they're like, you know, you need to know, like, what's the weather forecast? What's the... What route are you taking? What are the driving regulations? Well, we take you know, be- a jumper and take be- a map. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, some countries, we've got a right-hand drive vehicle being in the UK because yeah. we drive on the other side of the road to most countries. And some countries don't let you in. You know, Nicaragua and oh, Costa wow. Rica, you can't go in with a right-hand drive vehicle. Whoa, you know? that's wild. Or Saudi know Arabia, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thailand doesn't let camper vans in. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I want to say for our listeners, Marianne is like Frankie, and Chris, you are like Alex. Yeah. I'm the willy-nilly, don't care, like, it's going to happen, and Alex is like, no, we need these things in order to make this happen. So, you know, we we definitely need each other like you guys need each other. There you go. Opposites work good. But it works. (laughs) What a fantastic team, though, because... I okay. literally come up with wild ideas and Chris will actually make it happen. Um, and then Ooh. we then off we go. I there you go, it. Alex. If you ever want to talk strategy, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So you guys are on your way to America. We're actually about to leave America. Yes. So we're planning on heading Where down to Mexico. Well, we're going to drop into Baja and then cross into mainland. And then we want to go all the way to Panama. So we're going to do all of Central America in the van. So we're very excited Yay. about that. Yeah. 
but I'm sad that we're going to be missing you guys because yeah. you're just going to be coming to America. So what are kind of your goals for traveling through America? Are you going to get to Canada? Are you going to go to Mexico? Like, are you going to be on this continent for, you know, a long yeah, what time? Are, what are the must do things for you guys? So, okay, let's, let's, let's start by like, what's the plan? So we're shipping into Charleston down in South Carolina. And the, the, the initial plan is to drive across the bottom of the States to San Diego um, and then assess what the around the world drive is like. Is Russia and China open? Because to drive around the world, we only have two options, China or Russia. Because of the right-hand drive vehicle and politics and everything else, there's only those two countries that we can go through. I predict that we're going to get to San Diego and due to COVID and everything else, we won't be going to Russia and China this year. So the plan is I think we're going to head up to Alaska. And I've seen some of your videos on Alaska. It looks amazing. And um, I always wanted to see a bear. So that's definitely one thing I'm going to go looking Ooh, for. You'll see one for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then and then uh, probably sort of during the summer come across Canada. I, I would like to, if possible, come back through Michigan because I spent my childhood as a young kid in Michigan. And I have a lot of memories. And I haven't been back there since I was like 12. So I want to go back there. And then we'll probably spend win maybe winter in Mexico. Um, and then next spring, so like a, just over a year, we'll then try and figure out what we're doing. If we can't get into Russia or China, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll buy a, a left-hand drive vehicle and go to the bottom of Argentina. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I so actually you have to be in a left-hand drive vehicle to get to Argentina. Yeah, because yeah. in Nicaragua, Costa Rica, you can't and, drive through. Uh, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and El Salvador don't allow right-hand drives. Uh, yeah. So we could, sh I mean, we could ship to the top of South America, but then you kind of miss. And I know we've we've travelled through Central America already, but not in the van. So it would oh. kind of be cool. It would be a different experience going through in the van. We got a lot of contacts though, Central America. If you want any tips, let yes. us know. Yeah, we've so got, we got go friends in El Salvador yeah. and stuff. So yeah, if you if you sweet, I know for um like the postal carriers out there, there's actually a kit that makes it to where you have the wheel on both sides and you'd be able to drive from the right hand side. Is that like a possibility? Have no. you looked into something like that for I, you guys? Yeah, I've actually looked into exchanging it, but it costs about thirty thousand pounds. You might as well buy a new van at that and point. Because and because true. What are vehicles like? Are they expensive in the states? Well. It depends. Gonna, because, yeah. Right now. Right now. <laughs> because Trudy is so old, because she's 17 years old, um, mm. it's like your your van is actually the equivalent of a new Trudy because the, the RAM, because the RAM and the fear are actually very similar. Mm -hmm. But because Trudy is 17, see, I know about the vehicles, Chris it like kicks the tar and goes, Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so I've I've looked into that and no, it wouldn't work because of her wow. 17 year old fiat status. But my secret dream, don't tell Chris, is that yeah. we get ourselves like um like a, either a Ram truck or a, a Ford or maybe a Toyota yeah. Hilux, um, and then put a truck camper on the back, and then I can drive it with a left hand drive because I'll drive anything. Give me anything, and I'll drive. She does it. all the driving, you know yeah. that, right? Oh, she does nice. all the driving. I'm telling you, so do I. You're, you're yeah. the Frankie in the relationship, and yeah. you're the Alex, Chris. I'm telling you. I'm not joking. <laughs> but who does all the filming? Uh, we, we split, we split it. it. Yeah, yeah we, I we split the editing. She doesn't film, so she drives, film. I film and edit. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But what's really funny, actually, um, it shocked a lot of people because I do the driving. Um, and we had we had a moment, actually, where people were saying, Chris, you're so lazy. Come on, man. You know, why aren't you driving? Why is Marion having to do all the driving? Actually, there was a lot of, there was a lot there of was comments a lot going, of that. Chris, why does Marianne do all the driving? Chris, don't you drive? Chris, don't you? What's wrong with you? And I said, this is controversial. I said, if, Mar if, if I did all the driving, would you ask why Marianne doesn't? And then they all went no, quiet. They yeah, they <laughs> would. <wouldn't. laughs> they it all went stopped. quiet. <laughs> it stopped. And in fact, what made me chuckle was, Somebody then who joined us and said, oh, I'm new to your channel, but can I ask, why does Marion drive? 20 people <laughs> hit them going, well, well, if Chris did all the driving, would you ask if Marianne didn't drive? It was hilarious. Yes. I was like, That means Yay! it was the perfect, the perfect comment back, you know? Absolutely. You 
because I love driving. I'm a good driver. You know, why why can't I drive? So um, I love I love it. So, he so we might see you if you get all the way to Panama. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. I'm excited for oh, it's you. It's going to be great. Um, if you get all the way to Panama, you're either going to carry on to Argentina or you're going to turn around and come back. But either way, maybe we'll see you en route. We'll come find you. I mean, that would be, be excellent. We would love that. Yeah, that that would be uh, It would be like a perfect situation. You know what I mean? Just pe- cool. cross pads. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, we Wonderful. can make it happen. Well, if you guys need any tips about America or Alaska or any of that, you let us know because we've been, you know, doing that for the last two years, which is why we're ready to kind of probably same with you guys. You spent so much time in Turkey that it's like, you know, you're ready for a new adventure and to move on. Um, You even wrote a book about Alaska van life, didn't you? Yes. I did, yeah. I'm so gonna you have to get pick a up a copy of that. You know, yeah, it actually has, um, actually has like all the coordinates, even that we stayed and whatnot. So um, oh, it's helpful in the in the sense of you know if you're looking for a spot to stay in a specific area, there's at least one that you could stay in through the book, um, if not a few. And can we get uh, yeah, that through I mean, your website? Our website actually It's down at the moment because the Bluehost, host company messed like, a bunch of stuff up. It just like vanished okay. yesterday and I was like, oh, what really? happened? But in the links in our video, in the yes. Alaska videos, there's definitely the link for the, the Amazon book, page. And you can Amazon buy it on Amazon.uk. Yep. So, so that's brilliant. An easy way to brilliant. find it at the moment. Um by the time this goes live, hopefully the website, the website is back is up. Back <laughs> but uh because yeah. we, Alex yeah. was on the phone with But this today. is one of those auxiliary things that you don't think about when yeah, oh it's just a YouTube page. No, it's a YouTube page and it's a merch store and it's a website yeah. and it you know yeah. it's like all these different things and, and you then you forget to renew your hosting or something like that. Yeah, I've come yeah, really we, close before. <laughs> yeah, we we actually were trying to cancel two old ones that we don't use anymore. They were like, Oh, these are gonna auto renew and it's gonna cost you three hundred dollars. And I was like, those like, Want don't them. Exist. They don't exist, and then so when we tried to cancel those ones, they canceled everything. They canceled the hosting. We still <gasps> had the FNA Van Life, but they canceled the hosting for everything. So we lost the hosting for FNA Van Life. So FNA Van Life is still exists. You just can't see the page right now. So oh. yeah, everything had to get reversed, and it's just a mess. It will yeah, be good. It's just a mess. Don't worry. Yeah. This is just um, one of those. One of those lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like, oh, just spend four hours on the phone with Bluehost over like a week and it'll be fixed. It's just exactly. like the things you have to deal with in the background that nobody notices on nobody. the front end. And you wouldn't vlog about that. Correct. You know what I mean? I guess no. you might, but like. Do you know, we, we actually had some friends. Um, we went to stay with some friends and they were like, you should film this. I didn't know that you did this work. I thought you were just like going out to eat. You were just going out and having fun. Or yeah, everyone's like, eat. Chris, you eat so much. How yeah. are you not so fat? You're like, this it's is like- a week <laughs> worth of content. Yes. <laughs> Although there was, I've got a confession, there was one that we went to Gaziantep in the east of Turkey, which is like famous, it's on the World Heritage List for its food. And it's like, you have to eat a lot there. And we were only filming there for one day. And we went to six restaurants in a day. Um, and it was a bit of a challenge. <laughs> it was a bit of a challenge. But what I was going to say is, so many people say, you should film all the work that you do, because I didn't know you did it. And I was like, honestly, nobody cares. Nobody wants to see behind the scenes work they're happy to see you because i dye my hair in a bucket um you know or <laughs> things like that they're, they're happy to see that they want me to they want to see me with hair dye running down my face but people don't want to see you working, working. it's just boring isn't it to watch interested. working yeah well because they come to your videos to get, to get away work. from it so yes. why would they want to see work and they exactly. don't mind seeing the struggles because they want they want to relate. or like if something in the van yeah. breaks or yeah, you know, yeah or for sure like that. Yeah. they're getting stopped yeah. by the police or yeah. you yes. know but don't you love it every time you have a disaster do you not look at each other and go hey but at least it will make a good video <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we're pretty positive people generally yeah. like we always try to look at the bright side but we recently had just like the worst night ever. Our heater broke. It was minus 20 oh, degrees sure. Fahrenheit oh, outside. No, it was like, it was just horrible. Was and we're lot. like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, we're going to be okay. Yeah. But like, I feel like too, in those situations, there's sometimes um, just like an instinct almost to like move away from the camera and to put mm. you like, I'm dealing with these things. I have to stop filming, you know, but realistically, that's kind of you have you to kind of like up. lean into it and be like, yes, this is hard and yes, this sucks, yeah. but we need to document it 
so that if anybody else is going through the same thing, like they'll know that we, you know, we overcame it. it and mm-hmm. how did we do that? Yep. You know? Yeah. But it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. You forget to pick the camera up when you're having, you know, a disaster, any kind of disaster. It's not the first yeah. instinct, is it, to go, let's stop and film it because you're so in, into the moment that, yeah. you know. We arrived back in England and within, I think it was two weeks, he ended up having emergency surgery. Hernia. And and I literally, uh, we were there and I was like, should should we be filming this? There was no, there was no <laughs> camera. I took a couple of selfies in my hospital bed. I think yeah. that was as exciting as it yeah. got. You With know. The, the emergency surgery sign <laughs> of his head or something. But it was just like... But you didn't, we didn't grab... We went to yeah. the accident and emergency. I didn't pick a camera up no. to go. Like, but the know. huge question there and the huge opportunity that I guess you could say that you might have missed, right, is mm. healthcare on the road, right? How yeah. do you... How do you actually get healthcare when you're on the road? And especially when it's an emergency, you know, surgery or a situation like that, how do you yeah. go about it? You know, and, and yeah. at least here in the States, since, you know, uh, we don't have like a universal healthcare system, mm-hmm. um, everybody kind of pays privately or you, that's what you get through work. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is a huge question that's raised for a lot of people. And that's the best time. Once again, grab that yeah. camera and get yourself yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are all things yeah. you look back on. And you think, oh, I should have. But you know, and they always say, you know for the future. Yeah, you got. And we we, we had yeah, the phone in the pocket. We could have just used the phone, but you don't yeah. think, do you? You know, it's like no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you were probably in a fair bit of pain. Yeah. Well, there you go. When he's trying to push your insides back in and tell you to relax, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Funny. It was funny. I laughed. So this is going to be the last question. And the last question we always ask is like, if people are going to travel to Europe or the countries that you guys have traveled to, like what are some words of advice if they're getting into it or, you know, or coming out that way? Yeah, I would say um, that be kind to yourself, uh, especially if you're starting. It's quite a challenge uh, to go from a tap that you can turn on or a toilet that you can flush or, you know, just a, a, a fridge that you can open and lots of cupboards with different clothes and food that you can choose. And it's actually just taking time to appreciate all the good things uh, because you have to experience a lot of good things to get through the bad things. So if you take it on too quickly and all the things that you are you think you're missing hit you, you might not appreciate all the positives to it. So that's But I mean, I Europe, say. you know, Europe in advance, pretty easy. There's lots of yeah. places to park. You know, there's good apps. I know like in the States you use I am I Overlander probably quite a yeah, lot. Um, in, in Europe they tend to use Park for Night, another mm-hmm. app, um, which has got lots of parking and stuff. And uh, it's all pretty easy. But, you know, research, I suppose, you know, another bit of advice is just research the country you're going to because every country has different regulations. I've heard every state in the States has different parking regulations. Yep. So no doubt we'll be getting that knock on the door a few times. And uh, <laughs> um, and just just enjoy it. You know, the whole point of, of van life is freedom. And, you know, if you park in a place you don't like, you can move, you know. Yeah. If yeah. you have a house and you don't like your neighbors, it's a lot more complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't get the knock, you're not doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> and it yeah. makes a good video, right? Yeah, yeah heck yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys being on the show. Another way that you can get a lot of information on European travel and traveling through many different countries, go check out you guys' YouTube channel as well. Tread the globe. Tread the globe. We're Thank there. You so Thank you so much for having us. It's been an absolute yeah, yeah, I'm excited to meet you guys on the road. There's going to be some great campfire stories. We'll make it happen. Yes. <laughs> we can't wait. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We're You're just going to end the recording. I had such a great time talking to these guys. I love their energy. I feel like that their energy is very much matches with ours. Yeah, I think we would have so much fun caravanning together or just like sitting around a campfire. It would be very cool to travel with them. And, and to- if we were staying in America, we would 100% be trying to meet up with them, but we're on our way to Central America. And it's kind of wild because I feel like these people were put perfectly in place for us to talk to them because we are thinking about doing the Central America travels. And to hear what they had to say about Central America was just reassuring in the sense of the fact that people are just nice everywhere you go as long as you lead with respect. And that's what we lead with. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I can't even like 
I don't know. I think that to travel full time like this, you have to have a good attitude. Mm -hmm. If you're crummy and crabby and think everybody's horrible and you're mean to people, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. We want to know more what you guys think about this conversation as well. So definitely leave a review. Let us know. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Come to our YouTube channel. Leave us a comment there. We're so thankful for all you guys that are listening to the podcast. We hope that we're giving you the best, most reliable you know, information that we could, that we could find. Yeah, and fueling your van life dreams and desires, which is, you know, exactly kind of what we were looking for before we got on the road. And I feel like this, you know, a podcast like this didn't really exist before we started making it. So we hope that you guys are getting good value out of it. If you are, be sure to drop a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. You know, leave some stars, leave a review. Instead of a review for the week, we have to give a huge thank you. Huge to our community. Um, you know, we posted an Instagram and the YouTube all about our proposal and it's just been amazing. The great big hugs that we've been getting from all over the world. So thank you to everybody who sent us love and well wishes on our engagement. What I think is truly incredible is it makes our engagement even more special because normal in a normal situation, we would only have our immediate friends and family to Who are also very excited about it. very excited. <laughs> but to have such a huge community who are super excited and are just ready for that next chapter with us, um, I, I'm, I just, I love you guys for it. Thank you so much. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of the FNA family. And we will see you guys in the next one. Have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right, all that.